This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are in your presence. You've been ministering to us, Lord, from the time we started the service. Lord, we cannot deny that your, your presence is here. Thank you. Your thick presence, your real presence, tangible presence is in this place. Lord, we ask of you, Lord, that we'll continue to minister to your people. Open our eyes to see wonderful things from your word. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our lives, Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Let the word change us, Lord. Let the word transform us. Let the, let the word challenge us, Lord. Let the, let the word break our fake personalities. Let the word break our comforts, Lord. The things that we hold dearly to in this earth, Lord, on this earth. We pray and ask you, Lord, that you will, you will take us out of all that and know that we are, we, our portion is in Christ. We call to serve you and you alone and to please you and to please you alone. Pray, Lord, that this, this morning your people will be challenged, Lord, to, to a greater conviction, challenged to follow hard after you, a level of greater, level of intimacy and devotion unto you, Lord. May your name be lifted up in, in our midst, Lord, even as we look into your word. Jesus, be exalted. Thank you, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right, we've been looking into the, uh, <clears throat> into the area of giving. Say giving. giving. Say giving. giving. Oh, say giving. giving. I hope now, by now giving has become a, uh, an integral part of your life, an exciting part of your lifestyle. You've made giving, uh, you've changed the priorities now, and giving has moved up. Amen. The list of priorities in your life. I hope that's the case. And, and I, I'm, I'm already experiencing um, great miracles uh, personally. Great miracles personally on, on how the Lord is bringing breakthrough. Even as we are standing on this word and looking into this word. And I'm, I'm hearing testimonies, amazing testimonies of how God is sustaining and God is uh, coming through, proving his word. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Keep going, keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. We, we got to go deeper. So last time I show, showed you from the word of God, what must be the purpose behind all our labor? The one purpose behind the work that we undertake, the, the provision that we take in life, uh, so that we will have something to share with those who have need. That's what the Bible says. The Bible makes it very, very on the face. There's no mincing words. This is the reason that you must work. If you're working, if you're if you're earning, the reason is that you will have something to share with those who have need. And uh, there's an incredible perspective perspective to have in life. In fact, every Christian home. Okay, listen to this. Every Christian home must impart this principle to the next generation. Now, even as they are uh, encouraged to pursue their godly dreams and, and aspirations, which God gives them, you must bless them. You must impart this principle in their lives. You are working. You're going you're gonna to do what you're going to do for the sake of blessing others. Are you with me? Now, you've you got to emphasize this in our homes. And uh, the, the, do not put in your child egoism. 
Do not put in your child self-seeking, a self-seeking nature. Do not uh, impart onto your child, uh, you know, a, a selfish nature. Because that's what the world is doing. And the world is imparting, these are the kind of, I don't even want to say values, but these are the kind of things that the world is trying to impart on our children. It's all about the self. It's all about pleasing the self. It's all about you, yourself. It's all about you being happy and your future and your dreams and your plans and your entertainment and your welfare. You know, why are you bothered, bothered about? Why are you, why are you taking so much time planning for your own self? Because the Lord has plans for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. The Lord has made plans for you. Man, we have to quit planning. Oh, now if we can come to that, that place of, we can quit planning for ourselves. We got to quit planning for ourselves. And we must train our children to be like that. You now impart in a child a vision for others. A vision for others. Oh, bless your child with a vision for others. A burden for souls. No, I, I, I believe every Christian child must have a burden for souls. Every Christian child, if, his, if the child is going to school, must come back home with a burden for his friend or her friend. Hallelujah. They must always know that I have something which they don't have. I, ha I hope as children you, you, you sense that when you meet uh, unbelieving friends, you, know, you, you always feel that I have something that they don't have and that urge in you to share it with them, Amen. to give it to them. Hallelujah. Amen. Now Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 20. Let's look at the scripture one more time. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good. So that he will have something to share with one who has need. Something to share with one who has need. Now I bless you with a, 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 a sensitiveness or sensitivity. That's the right word. I bless you with a sensitivity towards the need of other people. The needs of other people. Now the intent of all our labor must be to bless we must always seek, as a Christian, you must always seek the good of others. If you're a Christian, your number one motive in life must be to seek the good of the other person. The world must be able to recognize us as Christians. You know how? Because we are different in the way we pursue life. We are different in, the, in, our, in our drive, in our pursuit in life. It's different. It's to be a, our drive is to be a blessing unto others. Your drive must be to be a blessing unto others. If you're so consumed by what you call as your vision, which is all about you, your dreams, your future, your aspirations, your plans, your money, your well-being, your family, if it's all about you. If, if you. if your life is all about you all the time, symptoms are that you are following a demonic agenda in life and you call that a, a vision from God. I beg to differ. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In the same passage, talking about blessing others, you ought to labor with the intent of blessing others so that you can give something to those who have a need. And then three verses down, we read, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. By whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. 
that all bitterness wrath anger clamor and evil 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 speaking be put away from you with all malice and be and be what and be what do not grieve the holy spirit but be kind say be kind your kindness to your fellow being that's right be kind to one another tender hearted say tender hearted oh i bless you with tender heart towards one another you must have a tenderness towards one another kind to one another tender hearted forgiving each other just as god in christ also has forgiven you it's all in the same passage otherwise you'll grieve the holy spirit if you're not blessing if you're not kind if you're not tender hearted if you're not forgiving you're grieving the holy spirit and do not grieve the holy spirit if you okay listen if your vision does not involve a decreasing of yourself and an increasing of christ if your vision does not involve a gradual decreasing of yourself and an increasing of christ there is something wrong with that vision now when you say i'm following my vision and it is not about it's not about increasing christ in you but it's all about increasing yourself your name your popularity it's not profiting the kingdom of god There's something wrong about that hallelujah don't don't pursue a godless vision the okay listen to this the mark of true blessedness you know what it is the mark of true blessedness is a vision for others the mark of true blessedness is a is a vision you have a burning vision for the world you have a burning vision for a land you have a burning vision for a community you have a burning vision for a people you know that is true blessedness because you have come to a place where you're not bothered about yourself you're so blessed you're not bothered about anything in life you're so blessed you're so rich you're so full you don't have any botherations in life concerning your own life and you have a vision you carry a burden for souls you carry a burden for nations and and churches and communities that's a, that's a mark of true blessedness and when god called abraham in genesis chapter 12 let's go there if you can genesis chapter 12 he said i will bless you and make your name great i will bless you and make your name great now we would have loved to put a full stop there a good place to stop oh wow that's good that's enough that's enough i will bless you and make your name great hallelujah amen let's stop it right there but god did not stop it there he said i will bless you and i will make your name great and you shall be a blessing hallelujah hallelujah you shall be a blessing when god blessed abraham god did not just see abraham and and sara and isaac god saw the nations of this world god saw humanity god saw the gentile world can you believe that god saw you when god blessed abraham that's why in galatians chapter 3 and verse 9 we read so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing abraham Amen. hallelujah we are blessed through abraham and we talk about we have received the blessings of abraham what are the blessings of abraham now we are so excited we've been blessed with abraham believing abraham 
Do you know what are the blessings of Abraham? It's not a car in your porch. It's not a big mansion that you to, to live in. It's not gadgets. Those are not the blessings of Abraham. Those are the, the extras, the bonuses, which definitely are part of the, the bigger picture. But the real deal is none of these things. Do you know that? If you, when you look at Abraham, you realize that Abraham was so blessed in two things. You know, one, God imputed righteousness to him because he believed. That's a blessing. The man was proclaimed, declared, you are clean. Why? Because you believed. What a blessing. What a blessedness. Amen. You have received of the same blessing. When you believed, you've been made righteous. Amen. All the different things that you've done, your progress card, your track record, none of those things matter. Because now you believe, you've been given a title, righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the blessing of Abraham, number one. Number two, we just read that. He was blessed to be a blessing. In these two things, Abraham was blessed. That he was made righteous when he, because he believed. Righteousness was imputed to him because he believed. And then he was blessed to be a blessing. Likewise, you have received of the same blessing. Those who are of faith have been blessed with believing Abraham. Are blessed. You are blessed. You know how? You've been made righteous by believing, by faith. Been made righteous by faith. And two, been blessed to be a blessing. Man, that is the blessings of Abraham. You know, when, 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 every time you, when you consider that you have been blessed with the blessings of Abraham, these are the two things that must come to your mind. Number one, I've been made righteous because I believe. Number two, I've been blessed to be a blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. Now we got we to gotta progress. We got we to gotta progress with regards to what we consider as blessings. The church has to progress. Now we are still stuck to the material things. The, the, the petty things in life, those are things we consider as, as blessings. Now those are just mere evidences that you're blessed. Do you know that? That's mere, I mean, you can't help it. You, you, you're, you, you will be blessed materially because you're blessed anyways. But the church has to progress from realizing what is the blessing. Your right standing with God is your greatest blessing. That you're not an enemy of God anymore. That you're a friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. That was his greatest blessing. When God wanted to destroy a city, God consulted or God heeded to Abraham's advice. What kind of relationship is that? Can you think of a greater blessedness than that? To be, and then to be known as a friend of God. That means no money can buy. No money can buy. Nobody can snatch it away from you. We, no, we sing that song, this, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Amen. That's the greatest blessing that you and I have. Amen. That's right. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You've been fused with God, been made one with God. Hallelujah. You're no longer slaves. I no longer call you slaves, but I call you 
friends a child of god that's the blessing and because you're blessed i i the other day the other day i i was i think somebody forwarded this to me yeah somebody forwarded this to me uh the fact that uh, the the saudi ruler decided to bless all the bless with the rolls royce is that true i don't know i didn't verify that it's true okay so he decided to bless all the players with the rolls royce why because in the first match they defeated my favorite team <laughs> yeah i didn't quite like what he did uh but anyways that's what he did uh and so this person was saying so that's a standard of an earthly king the standard of the earthly king is he will give a rolls royce but you must understand the standard with which god wants to bless you and it cannot even be compared to a rolls royce you are you are the friend of this god no eye has seen no ear has heard no has entered the heart of man what god has prepared for those who love him and those who are, that's right chariots of fire streets of gold you get a you better get a vision of what god is doing you better get a vision of what god has done you better get a get an a vision of where you are what's your identity in christ huh the true riches of this world so that you will not be swayed by every wind of doctrine you will not be swayed by this and you're like oh how i wish i was part of the at least a substitution bench of saudi arabia football team but the reality is we serve a higher king amen the saudi king has a limit the saudi ruler has a limit every earthly king has a limit to bless now maybe he can he can give it to he can do it with couple of teams that's it then then he will start feeling the pinch <laughs> he'll start feeling the pinch of giving but not our god not our god amen every every morning that you get up you know he is already there to bless you amen and he is not thinking about it should i if i do it will it affect the economy of heaven he is not thinking like that he is not bothered about the prices of commodities no the one i we we've been talking about do not have fear in giving you know you must look at god to to realize to learn fearless giving he is not afraid to give he is not afraid to bless he he blessed us with his son man and he blessed us with sonship he is not afraid to do that hallelujah so you need to catch a vision of the times that we are living in the kingdom of heaven is at hand we got to engage in the works of god hallelujah if your days are passing with just mirth and laughter quit if that's all your days are about it's all about having a good time just having entertainment having leisure having a good time jolly good time you have to change the entertainment and the leisure will stop hitting you i repeat that the entertainment and the leisure will stop hitting you but be consumed with a passion for the gospel of jesus christ and i want to give christ to others i want to share the gospel to others me given to the cause of the gospel Now that is that 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 is the mark of true blessedness true blessedness 
you know of late i mean you know, i'm i just sensing a lot of activity in the spiritual realm a lot of activity so much going on and you know you can sense it and you can feel it in the spirit so one you know one day i asked the lord so what is going on and this is what the lord said recruitment is going on recruitment is going on he said i didn't quite understand what he said then then suddenly the lord put my turned my attention to that proverbs that parable in proverbs sorry matthew chapter 20 matthew chapter 20 we going to read that passage now recruitment is going on and repeatedly i heard this and it's about the harvest is plenty the the laborers are few many are called few are chosen these are the scriptures that are just being you know just just coming back to me over and over <laughs> and the lord put my attention turn my attention to this passage in matthew chapter 20 i'm going to read it for you for the kingdom of heaven is like a land owner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day which is a day's wage a denarius he sent them into his vineyard and he went went out about the third hour just say 9 pm 9 am sorry third hour and saw others sitting idle in the marketplace and said to them you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right i will give you so they went again he went out about the 6th and the 9th hour and did likewise and about the 11th hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them why have you been standing idle here idle all day all day they've been standing idle they said to him because no one hired us no one hired us no one wanted us and he said to them you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right you will receive so when evening had come the owner of the vineyard said to his steward call the laborers and give them their wages beginning with the last to the first and when those came who were hired about the 11th hour they each received a denarius but when the first came they supposed that they would receive more and they likewise received each a denarius and when they had received it they complained against the landowner saying these last men have worked only one hour and you made them equal to us who have, who have borne the burden and the heat of the day but he answered one of them and said friend i am doing you no raw did you not agree with me for a denarius take what is yours and go your way i wish to give to this last man the same as to you is it not lawful for me to do what i wish with my own things or is your eye evil because i am good i like that so the last will be first and the first last for many are called but few are chosen amen now this passage can be applied to uh, salvation you know i don't deny that uh this because i believe parables have got manifold significance it can be applied to salvation it can but we clearly see the context of serving the master in this parable i hope all of you saw that so if 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 you were to give a title you would probably give it like uh, the land owner and the laborers or something like that and uh the land owner hired laborers at different points of the day starting early in the morning let's say 6 am early in the morning and then in the third hour he went out he saw some people standing idle 
gave them instruction and said, whatever is right, you will receive. I will give it to you. Then again in the sixth hour, then in the ninth hour, then in the eleventh hour, which is the last hour of work in a day's time. The eleventh hour is the last hour of work, 5 p.m. When the vineyard owner commissioned the steward to settle all the accounts, all the wages, at the end of the day, he started from the last to the first. All of them received the same wage, a denarius, which is a day's wage. I hope you know that. So the parable underlines the goodness of the landowner in giving the same wage to everyone who worked in his vineyard, irrespective of the time they joined. Whether they joined at the third hour, the first hour, the third hour, the, four, the sixth hour, or the ninth hour, or the eleventh hour, because they worked in his vineyard, he just decided to give them one day's wage. What is that? It's a goodness. That's the goodness of the master. Amen. And I believe right now, as I minister to you, I believe an 11th hour recruitment is happening. An 11th hour recruitment is happening. And in a, see, God is not looking at smartness. God is not looking at skill. Now God, like the, that landowner, he went out and he saw some people just standing idle. In the eyes of the world, good for nothing. Leftovers. They didn't fit any job description. They were not recruited by any recruiting agency. No company had any interest in them. They were standing idle all day long. When the landowner asked them, why are you standing idle? Why have you been standing idle all day long? They said, because no one hired us. And the landowner said, okay, come, work in my vineyard. And whatever is right, you will receive. God is looking for people without any other agenda. God is looking for people without any other. If you don't have anything else to do, you are the right person. When God comes around recruiting, he is looking for people who don't have anything else to do. And then when the recruitment happened, they joined in without negotiating with the master. When you make yourself available to embracing God's agenda without asking questions, you are counted worthy of his service. Amen. He came around, he saw some people doing nothing. Say doing nothing. And then, then, then the landowner said, okay, you are recruited. Go work in my vineyard. The only thing that he wanted to hear from them was, yes, we are ready. That's right. His calling, the value is his calling. They didn't even bother. To, how much are you going to pay us? What are we going to get in return? So let's discuss the, the, the salary package. Let's discuss the perks. Let's discuss the, uh, the, the, the compensatory leaves. They didn't discuss any of those things. Because they didn't have anything else to do in life. If you're that person who doesn't have anything else to do in life. And if you're that person who's ready to embrace... Huh? The call of God, without asking questions, you are the right candidate for the 11th hour recruitment. Because the Holy Spirit is looking for loyalty and selflessness in ministry. And that's the, these are the only two things that he wants. Loyalty. If you're going to come in my vineyard, you better stay in my vineyard. And selflessness. For those who would simply trust him. 
when he says whatever is right you shall receive man no it i'm telling you that requires tremendous amount of faith in the person who called no one one fine fine day one person comes and says come we can work no discussion about salary whatever is right i'll give you now you got to trust in the word of that person to go and work in his vineyard but if your mind is full of calculation but 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 what about the salary when will you pay me how much will i get now you cannot do the work of the lord with a lot of calculations going on in your mind for oh, the lord is helping somebody this morning i believe the lord is really helping you to settle in to be arrested in this regard you cannot do the work of the lord with a lot of calculations going on in your mind and you're not going to enjoy this if you're going to do that the end time ministry or the 11th hour ministry is all about willingness to serve it's all about willingness to serve and trust the master with the rest whatever is right you shall receive trust him with that there is another parable in in luke chapter 14 which which has got a similar tone you know that can also be applied to salvation but the the truth of the matter is okay listen to this let me let me break it down for you the truth of the matter is salvation and serving the lord are not two different things okay i'll wait for you to catch up on that i said salvation getting saved and serving the lord are not two different things if you're saved you are recruited if you're saved you better serve the master you're not saved to sit on a bus and go to heaven you are saved to do the work of the lord why is it that we don't understand that why is it that we think we are saved to sit on a chair every sunday in the church why is it that we think like that who taught you that which bible are you reading in the in, in the first century church everyone who came to the kingdom everyone who received the gospel they became disciples and they went about spreading the gospel they went about spreading the gospel ministry was not restricted to a few people that's right salvation is follow me period that's it salvation is resigning from what you want to do in life and saying yes to what god wants to do in life and don't 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 change it don't try to change it you cannot change it you know don't deceive anybody don't deceive yourself into thinking that when you get saved all you got to do is just sit somewhere and just you know read the bible and pray get up in the morning pray and go to sleep no if you're saved you got to do the work of the lord if you're saved you got to be a a worker in the vineyard of the lord you got to be available for the master's work Amen. today availability is a big problem in the church you have to check your diary to whether you are available for service let me see no i don't think i'm available today don't be like that when you said yes to jesus you said i'm available Luke chapter 14:16 down Salvation is a call to ministry a saved person cannot refrain 
from preaching the gospel. A saved person, a saved born-again Christian cannot refrain from preaching the gospel. You have no excuse. Luke chapter 14, 16 down. And then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent a servant at supper time to say to those who are invited, come for all things are now ready. Is that ready? But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. What a wonderful reason. I bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. And I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Five yoke of your oxen. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house being angry, say angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here, say the poor, the maimed, the lame and the blind. Hallelujah. Uh, this, this person who wants to invite people for a supper, he is not looking for the smart, the, the well-dressed, the educated man. He is okay with the poor, the maimed, the lame and the blind. Amen. Because he wants to fool the wisdom of this world. The foolish things, the base things he has chosen to put to shame, the wise things, the noble things, the weak things he has chosen to put to shame, the strong things. Man, that's the God that we serve. Now you and I are called into the kingdom. You, are, you and I are called into ministry not because you are very smart, not because I am too smart, not because you look good, not because I, I'm, I have a lot of money, not because I have a lot of education. No. You and I are called by the mercies of God. Man, the mercies of God and you have, you, have, you have the opportunity to partner with him and say yes to him. And he didn't mind our, uh, us being poor. He didn't mind us being maimed. He didn't mind us being lame. And he didn't mind us being blind. And the master said, and the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. Because the, the harvest is, see the harvest is plenty. There is still room. There is still room. And the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to, and compel them to come in. You know, I, you know I, 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 I wish for this church that you are people who will compel people to serve Christ. Now when, when people come to visit me for prayer, let's say they are going for a, to a new place of work or they are joining for studies somewhere and they want to pray and be blessed, the Lord will put in my heart to, to remind them you are going as a missionary. I don't know how many of them will go out with, wow, that's a, that's a good revelation to have. But that's the reality. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you're a missionary for life. Whether you're a student, whether you're a businessman, 
whether you're a doctor or a teacher, you're a missionary. Compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you, that none of those men who are invited shall taste my supper. Do not think for a moment that God is dependent on you because of your ability to accomplish something. Do not even think for a moment that God is dependent on you, on your ability, on your wisdom, on your smartness to accomplish something. God can, see this, this, this passage, this parable just reminds us that God can use anybody he wants. He can use the poor, he can, he can use the maimed, he can use the lame and the blind. He can, he can call the, the idle ones, not selected by anybody. Maybe no corporate wanted to hire you, but there's a, there's a corporate that is above every other corporate. There's, a, there's an organization which is above every other organization. Amen. And the standard is, what is right you shall receive. God can use those who, those we would think are incapacitated. When man look at a person and say, no, he's not fit for this. God's standard of recruiting is not based on, God looks at the, God looks at the, the muscles, the biceps, God looks at the, the marks. God looks at the progress card. God looks at the resume. God looks at your portfolio. No, God does not need to look at any of those. He already knows. He knows. He sees you just as you are. You might be wearing, uh, you know, the most premium brand that you can ever think of, but God can see you just as you are. Naked. No pretense will work before him. God can use anybody. Man, God can use anybody with a willing heart. Man, anybody who's, who will dare tell him, I am ready. Use me. Man, hallelujah. He is not worried about, okay, how is the blind man going to do this? How is the, how is the man with stutter going to, how is the man with stutter going to lead a nation? He is not worried about that. That is not God's concern. Do you think that God is, oh, you, how am I going to train this guy? I, mean, I need to give him speech therapy. And maybe probably make him undergo a surgery to correct his speech. No, God is not worried about it. He made you the way you are. Amen. 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 He made you the way you are. Amen. Whether you're, you know, you're big or small or tall or short or fat or slim, none of these things matter to God. Whether you're you know, fair or dark doesn't matter to God. Your willingness to serve him all, is all that matters. Amen. God can use donkeys. God can use donkeys. God can use uncouth fishermen. God can use a shepherd boy. God can use the, the one who was thrown into a dungeon. God can use anybody without excuses. If you don't have excuses, God can use you. If you can resign from, from your excuses, God can use you. That's why I, I encourage the children in this church. God can use you. You, know, you can do great miracles in your school. You, know, you can pray and great things will happen. You know why? God can use anybody without excuses. <laughs> I want to encourage the church. This is a season of recruitment. And you're not going to be picked up for your brilliance, but for your willingness. You're not going to be used for your ability, but for your availability. 
get rid of the excuses be willing to give be willing to share in all your increase set aside your time in all your increase set aside your resources set aside your your money for the work of the gospel partner with the work of the lord prioritize supporting the church this must be a priority in your life supporting the church must be a a priority in your life prioritize giving towards evangelism give like never before give to the kingdom like never before i'm not going to be surprised by people being so generous in the kingdom i'm not going to be surprised by people becoming so generous towards kingdom work because we are in that season we are in that season where god is going to stir up the the hearts of people god is going to change people's mindsets god is going to change people's uh, rigid ideologies he's going to break them because he needs to recruit people who are willing he's going to compel people to serve him he's going to compel people to give we are in that season where there will be no lack of resources for the kingdom work now if there is anything which will run without death from now on it's going to be gospel work if there is if there's going to be plenty for any work on this earth that's going to be for the gospel work it'll be for the furtherance of the gospel if anything is going to thrive in this world it is the gospel of jesus christ amen you you will hear about shortage for that shortage of this shortage in governments shortage in uh, economies you'll hear of all that but the gospel is not going to lack the gospel will not be chained there'll be a plenty there'll be a, an abundance for every good work in the church through the church man and then i'm 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 just learning i'm just asking the lord to give, broaden my vision and give me the guts and the boldness to think big concerning the kingdom of god concerning the work of the lord not to be limited by the counts not to be limited by numbers not to be limited by what i've experienced already i i want the lord to broaden my vision amen because i'm blessed amen i will lack in i will not lack in anything I cannot lack I shall not be in want because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Amen. He shall supply all my needs according to his riches, not according to my riches, not according to Saudi Arabia's riches, but according to his riches in glory. Amen. That's right. King shall be our foster fathers and I shall I shall be nursed in the bosom of queens. The wealth of the nations will flow. Amen. Why nobody's excited? the wealth of the nations will flow into the church the church is going to thrive and for the for the sake of the gospel because the 11th hour there's so much of work there's so much of room in the house and he wants to fill the room he wants to fill the space there's so much of work the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few okay all of you okay let let me put it this this way all of you who consider yourself a minister of the gospel you know and i want you to close your eyes for a minute like the landlord who came by and recruited this is what the lord the holy spirit is telling you what is right you will receive okay and i want you to put your your whole trust your entire faith in that one statement now all is asking is follow me and what is right you shall receive the lord is asking me to remind you one more verse the worker is worthy of his wages 
Hallelujah. The Lord is asking you to stop calculating. Stop calculating. Stop worrying about your future. Start think, stop thinking about how you're going to li live, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, how you're going to feed your children, how you're going to pay the bills. Stop worrying about all that. Go listen. This is another scripture that the Lord is putting in my heart. Like a soldier who is enlisted for service, he is, not, he is not concerned about the things of this life. You know, in, that's, in, that's in 2 Timothy. He is not concerned about the things of this life, the worries of this life, everyday affairs. He's not worried about everyday affairs. But he is, there's only one thing in his mind, only one agenda. How can I please the master? And I want you to envision. I want you to see this the recruitment going on right now, even this morning. An end time recruitment, an 11 hour recruitment. An 11 hour recruitment. And the Lord is looking for those who are willing, those who are available, those who are selfless, those who don't have anything else to do in life, no other agenda in life, those who are free to serve the Lord, available at all times, not based on convenience. But based on devotion, based on love and passion for the Lord and passion for others. May the Lord change your perspective concerning ministry. May the Lord change your perspective concerning ministry. May the Lord make you a, a fearless servant. A fearless servant. Hallelujah. Man. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. We are in that season. Then that 11th hour recruitment is going on. And there's an urgency in heaven whether you know it or not. And he is looking for people who are willing to, de to delete distractions. If he can delete distractions. Delete distractions. He is looking for people who are willing to unsubscribe from um, those things will stand in the way of you being able to serve God. Time waste. Unsubscribe from time waste. God is looking for people who are idle outside of gospel work. God is looking for people who are idle outside of gospel work. God is looking for people without excuses for the gospel. And I want to make a confession today for those of you ever wondered about me, doesn't he have anything else to do in life? I want to put it on record, official statement from me. I don't have anything else to do in life. This is the only thing I, I want to do in life. I've resigned from everything else that I can, I can please the master. I've resigned from everything else so that I can be available to Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not even worried whether people will count what I do in life as something to be counted in life. You know, some people have that worry. Parents have, I've seen parents have that worry about children. I'm talking about Christian parents having that worry about children. Children who are serving the Lord, they're worried whether 
the world will count what they do as something to do in life i want to set you free parents and i want to set you free youngsters there is no greater thing to do in life than to serve christ there is nothing greater and i, I mean, it is it is I, i would say it is better for you to be seen by god as an idle person outside of his work than to be a busy person outside of his work and i would rather be a person who's very idle inactive passive doing nothing outside of what god wants me to do i'm absolutely happy i'm content in life and i don't mind people saying ah bully varade irikku he's just doing nothing that's okay because in the eyes of heaven there's urgency there's a count there's a there's a count happening there's an accounting that's going on there's an accounting that is going on whether it is the 11th hour ministry or the the 9th hour ministry or the 6th hour ministry the 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 accounts in heaven says he has worked for me and the certificate says well done good and faithful servant man that's what it says amen and that's what we must desire to hear and what that's what we must desire to see the end of all our labor and do not be ashamed that you don't have anything else to do in life or oh, somebody say amen or oh, please say amen and do not be ashamed that you don't have anything else to do in life Oh how I wish the the church must rise up to this the most glorious thing that you can ever do in life is to serve Christ and to declare Christ and the world is trying to tell you no 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 you are 25 now you must start working in a company you're 30 now you have to start earning does the bible say all that does the bible say all that the bible talks about working hard whatever you do remember it's the lord christ whom you serve that's what the bible says amen if you're called to do something in life do that but that must be only in subjection to your call as a minister of the gospel of jesus christ that must be secondary you know people talk about oh, paul was a tent maker why you know why he was a tent maker you know why paul was a tent maker so that he can support his ministry so that he will not be a burden to others that's why he was a tent maker not because he wanted to have some extra savings and go for a holiday once in a while no he didn't want to be a botheration to anybody amen and tent making he had the flexibility to do the work of the lord and today we quote tent making and get into all kinds of jobs which we are not supposed to be in and we have no time for church we have no time for prayer we have no time for fellowship and we don't even think of how we can do the work of the lord and we say we are tent making no you're not tent making you're making something else if the work that you do does not allow you does not give you the space and the time and the resource to be a blessing to others then what's the use If in your workplace you cannot honor Christ you would rather not go there If in your workplace you cannot honor Christ you would rather not go there If in your college or your your the place of your study if you cannot honor Christ you 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 you'd rather you'd better quit education If you can't lift up Jesus in your school if you can't lift up Jesus to your friends then you you better do something else in life 
because the purpose of everything that you do must be Christ. Every place that you go, you must diffuse the aroma of. Are you sure? Huh? Does the Bible say something else? In every, in every, does the Bible say in every place or in few places? In every place, that's what your Bible says. So when you go to school, what are you supposed to do, Nami? Preach the gospel, absolutely. When you go to Canada, what are you supposed to do? Are you sure about it? Or are you the only thing about, oh, Canada, PR? You're going there too? Say, preach the gospel. You're going as a missionary student. Say, missionary student. I told you this before. If you, cannot, if you cannot attach the word missionary before the things that you do, then that thing that you do is such a worthless thing that you do. If you're not a missionary teacher, if you're not a missionary doctor, if you're not a missionary student, if you're not a missionary businessman, then you'd rather quit the thing that you do and be a missionary. Simple as that. Resign from everything else so that you can be wholly available to Jesus. Please the master. And we are in that season. So now, maybe a, you know, maybe a few years back, this kind of a, a reminder was not required. I don't know why. Maybe that was not the urgency. Or maybe nobody felt the urgency. The urgency was all, always there, but nobody felt the urgency. But I'm, now the Lord is making it very evident for us to know it's an urgent an urgent season. The kingdom of God is at hand. The master is at the door. Amen. Amen. We heard that on Friday. You know, when God told Moses, go down immediately. Likewise, the father is about to tell the son, go down immediately. Let's call it. Let's call it a day. That's the time. So now, if you are still so full of yourself and your planning and your ideas and your aspirations and your ambitions in life, and you don't have time for God, then what's the use of your, what, I mean, how can you even consider yourself a Christian? If you're not consumed by the gospel, then how can you consider yourself a Christian? You must be so consumed by the gospel. You must be burning with passion for the Lord. And every day you must be planning, how can I, how can I do something for the Lord? And you must be giving sleepless nights to your pastor with your ideas and you know checking on what can I do and I have people like that constantly checking what can I do today is there something that we can do today can I be of service today you gotta be like that but today some of you the only time you'll see your pastor is on a Sunday morning some of you are feeling it ah oh, that hurts you cannot be we cannot be silos in the kingdom. We cannot be... No, I long to hear. I long to hear families celebrating a child being dedicated to the Lord, a children being dedicated to the service of God. I long to see that in the church. That used to be the case. That used to be the case. Every family, every Christian family used to dedicate children unto the Lord. There's no, there's no second thoughts about it. Today, today why, why, why have you drifted far from that? Why have you drifted far from that? 
Is it because we also considered slackness this promise, the, the promise of his return? Or oh, we have so much time. If our children don't do it, somebody else's children will do it. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. We have so much time. There's no hurry. Don't be like that. Huh? Where is this Moses? Where is this Moses? Where is this Moses? They, they lost. See, they, I mean, I was, I was blown even as that passage was being read. Where is, they've lost the, Moses became a, such a familiar person to them. Where is this Moses? The man God used to, God himself said, he is the one. You, you, you are the one who brought this people out of Egypt. You are the man. It's your people. God told to Moses about the Israelites that your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. But Moses in their minds have become so common, so familiar, no reverence. And I was reminded of the other incident where his own brother and sister, uh, you know, he, he married a, a Midianite or Kush, Kushite. Anyways, he married a, yes, he married a, a woman and then the brother and the sister just said, is it only to Moses that God speaks? Is only Moses the prophet amongst us? Is it only to Moses that God speaks? That's right. And God proved that Moses is not, a, not an ordinary guy. When you respond to the call of God, you're not an ordinary person. You're not an ordinary. You, are, you, you better be revered and, and you better be respected by the world. You better be respected by your circles. If not, they will feel it. The, the, his own sister turned leprous. And then God said, to all the prophets, I speak in visions and dreams. But to this man, Moses, I speak to him face to face. Man. You know what makes you who you are? It's the call of God. Man. Moses was a stammerer. The man who was so terrified that he ran away from the place that God wanted to use him. He quit. But when he responded to the call of God, God made him who he was, who he became. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to respond to the call of God. Your identity is in responding to the call of God. He shall make you fishers of men. He shall make you fishers of men. And he can make uh, extraordinary beings out of you. But be available to him. Be available to him. Trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. That go back to that parable. I want to encourage you to go back to that parable. You now, I like the, the, the details. They were standing idle all day. And when they were asked, why are you standing idle? Why have you been standing idle all day? They, they said, because nobody hired us. And the, and the exchange was, okay, go to the vineyard. Whatever is right, you shall receive. Those details, I mean, it, it must speak to you. Must speak to you. Man, be given to the service of God. Hallelujah. Be given to serving Christ. Have a passion to serve Jesus. A passion to serve Jesus. You know, be 
be consumed by the gospel because we are in that season many are called few are chosen the harvest is plenty the laborers are few the word is few be counted in that few the few who are counted as worthy to be laborers in the field the few who are chosen amen respond respond to the call of god the recruitment is going on man you better be found better be found in this 11th hour recruitment you better be found counted worthy amen to enter into the vineyard of god let's pray father thank you for this time thank you lord that the the call of god is so strong upon our lives we cannot ignore it we have that excuse we cannot present excuses before you lord we want to be available wherever you send us we want to go i hope you can pray with me like that wherever you send us we want to go whatever you want us to do we want to do prepare us show mercy to us lord prepare us that your grace abound enable us for every good work teach us lord your ways help us to discard the things that are holding us back help us to be available to be available to be available to be available not based on our convenience help us to be bold to say we didn't have anything else to do not to be ashamed of that but this is the one thing that we want to do in life the one thing that one that we want to do in life is to is to be your servant to be a bond servant a bond servant of Christ useful for the master for every good work help us to cleanse ourselves lord from all filth from all lust from the things that are bogging us down corrupting us lord cleanse us lord by your word that we may be useful in your house that we may we may be a useful vessel in your house thank you jesus let your name be glorified thank you lord that today you are today you are causing your people to respond to make commitments quietly in their in the in their quiet spaces lord they are doing it as you see as you watch them as you listen to them the lord sees you even if even as you just spoke in your heart you just uttered that in your heart the lord says i i heard that i can see it your commitment some of you are contemplating you're thinking about it the lord says i'm waiting to hear from you your willingness shed your excuses your willingness the time is short the time is short be available to the master give christ share christ bless others call to be a blessing you're blessed to be a blessing Thank you Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Let your name be glorified in everything that we do. Continue to minister to us, Lord. Speak to us. Give us clarity. Cause us to have strong convictions, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Be lifted up in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.